Energize. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is paying 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games, toys, TV shows. Professional wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> All the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board your comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. Holy shit, everybody. Uh, put your Pokeballs away and put your capes on. <laughs> because it is time. It is time. Can I call up for only the people listening <laughs> yeah. to the The answer is... Yeah. I'm not going to explain this at all. The no, answer no. is zero capes, but there oh. is a very nice robe. Oh, my God. Uh the only nice robe is the Ric Flair Nature Boy robe, uh, just as a side Ooh. note. That's the hey, only one. Hey. The best robe is the whoa, one whoa, 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 hotel. Yeah. Souls are forgetting one. <laughs> the only good robe is the Flair one? Dude, give some credit to Hefner. Well, that was, that was a smoking, oh, yeah, that was a smoking jacket. That was a smoking jacket. Thank you, yeah. yeah. Fair, 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 yeah. fair, fair. I mean, I would have accepted... Um, no, yeah, Ric Flair is pretty much the only one. <laughs> that would have been it. Yeah, that's the like literally the only one. And um, so, all new episode. We've all got our Nature Boy robes on, full of sequins. With uh, that's actually all I'm wearing. Good. You're like Ric Flair in that hotel room. Don't if you don't know what I'm talking about. Go back and listen to uh, Roddy Piper before he passed away. Uh, uh, he had a podcast where he would uh, tell really amazing stories, and he tells uh, a great story of Ric Flair in a hotel room with a piece of string tied around his wiener um that's all you get for free from talk nerdy to me other than that uh you're gonna have to go and find it yourself uh i have not laughed like i laughed until i cried when i heard that it was incredible um all a new episode talk nerdy to me zero seven three one one nine if you're keeping track at home if you're uh late burning them on dvd or whatever and labeling them for posterity's sake all new episode breaking ground as a uh one of the very few live weekly podcasts um and if you know of any more uh keep it to yourself because i don't care <laughs> i don't really care uh we are in the midst of celebrating if you saw we're not celebrating but we're um we're we're kind of sad if you saw the post uh yesterday and you listened last week you know that uh, it is summer, which means that uh, we cannot follow the WWF in 1994 and hire Leslie Nielsen to find our Undertaker. But, <laughs> uh, and it will not lead to a Julian versus Julian match at SummerSlam. But we are in the midst of something sad. Yeah. <laughs> Hit it, Rockapella. You, you know. say it's sad, and then you play this. <laughs> I know, right? This is to soften the blow. Well, she sneaks around the world. Now everybody's singing along. Take you for a ride on a slow boat in China. 
again. San Diego. Did we ever figure out where the fuck this place is at? <laughs> By the way, slow boat to China is actually Julian's finishing move. Oh my god! Oh Jesus! Um, also, his favorite sexual position. It, oh god! <laughs> the difference. Uh, it's not gay if you just make your hands move. Um, <laughs> that's a throwback. That's a joke for that. Now I'm doing a show for three. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, what we need to do is we need to contact all of the uh, living members of Rockapella and have him re-record that because uh, I think we need to have him have Julian labeled at pronouns pal uh, Julian labeled as a sticky fingered felcher um, I think we need to have that rewritten that he's not a filter he's a felcher so um, uh, yeah we're we're missing Julian Julian is uh, is is currently MIA we have no idea where he is uh, this this happened last summer and he wouldn't tell us where he ended up he just kind of showed back up one day so we've got our best man on it if you go to facebook.com slash talk nerdy the number two me show you can see that we have got and our Instagram uh, inst- however you do Instagrams it's talk also talk nerdy the number two me show Um and you can see that we have sent our top agent, our top detective officer, whatever, out to find him. I don't know what you would call it. Uh, but we, we, have, we have our best man on the case. And hopefully before too long, Julian will be back. I don't know. So we'll see. We're keeping uh, his, his leg of the upside down bar stool uh, open. For now, um, if if this this drought continues without him, we might have to bring in a couple more people. I don't know. We'll see. We might rotate in some people. Uh, we've got some people that are uh, chomping at the bit to be on Talk Nerdy to Me because that's how popular we are. We have requests to be on, to sit on that fourth bar stool leg that is turned upside down. Which is weird because that means we all... Well, no, I guess we all don't have to face away from each other. We can face forward and look at each other in the eyes, which is weirder, but whatever. Everyone who keeps looking away from us. So turn around and let's finish this show. <laughs> Let me spin right... All right. So... I have a gripe. Oh. Uh, I have a gripe, and I texted you guys about it. In the ground running with this one. Yeah, Let's I am. Go. I am. I got a gripe because uh, I saw it broke on uh, either Variety or Movie Web or somewhere, and it, it upset me to the point where uh, I, I sent a group text and I said, uh, and, and I was sad to learn that nobody else shared my disgust. But it has we'll come get there. It, it has <laughs> come out that the runtime, the cinematic theatrical runtime of it chapter two is going to clock in at two hours 45 minutes it was also announced that there will be a director's cut for this movie because there's so much good stuff quote unquote i'm quoting now good stuff that was cut that uh they had promised a director's cut with the first it not the first it but the first it remake like the it chapter one remake from 2017 but that never materialized because apparently the they just decided it was a creative decision that the stuff that they were going to put back in to make the director's cut did not make that much of a difference. It wasn't worth doing. I'm actually, I applaud that decision because it wasn't just a cheap double dip. The version that you could buy day one is the version that you can buy right now, which is nice. I'm sure that's going to change around October, but that's neither here nor there. 
we're, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, I'm going to just start with the theatrical, uh, the theatrical announcement that you go to sit in a movie theater, and I understand it's a great value for your twelve dollars and fifty cents or whatever your local ticket price is. Uh, but I, it is just my opinion, and I'm not like really upset. I'm not like really frustrated like i'm not like i'm not gonna go on some huge like diatribe but i think two hours and 45 minutes is way too long for a single theatrical run especially when you factor in previews credits with probably an end credit scene going parking arriving leaving it's the same issue i have with wrestlemania being like 20 29 hours um 35 hours wrestlemania i don't know how long it is anymore it's six and a half days you have to pack your own lunch um it's i feel as though especially a movie like it chapter two i can't justify literally carving out three and a half hours of my day to go see it so as soon as i saw that i said oh yeah i'm waiting till i'm waiting till uh it's on blu-ray like i'm not going to see it in theaters like i can't i can't spend that long in a theater for it chapter two like no offense but uh but as we dig into this a little bit deeper i do have I've done my research. I've done a shit ton of research. I've looked at movie runtimes dating back to the 1930s uh, and movie runtimes and how they've changed over time. And I think I've figured out why I feel the way I do. I, like, I think I've finally figured out why long movie runtimes, like two and a half hours or more, two hours and 15 minutes or more make me groan. And I think I figured it out, but I want to know what you guys think about it. Chapter two being two hours, 45 minutes. Is it too long? Is that too long of a theatrical runtime for a horror movie for it? Chapter two for any movie. Help me out. Oh, wait, how's Here's it going? My thing. Chat me up. Um, I definitely think it depends on genre, and I know that's weird, and I know it's just, uh, it, it is what it is for what I'm about to say. I think it's too long for a horror movie. Like, I, I think Avenger, I think Endgame was fine with a three-hour runtime. I think it was good. I, I honestly feel like this is a direct response to Midsummer. Sounds weird, but I really feel like it's a direct response to, well, their 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 movie was two and a half hours long. We're going to tack on an extra 15 minutes. Um, run times and stuff don't even bother me. I saw uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on Sunday, and I think that clocks in at, like, what, 2.20 or something? Yeah. yeah. It didn't feel it. And, I mean, it's a Tarantino movie. I really feel like the only Tarantino movie that felt its length was Inglorious Bastards, and that's because I went to a midnight screening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so leaving the theater at like 3.15 in the morning. Um, for a horror movie, it's, because you know, I don't see it in theaters. 
going to buy it when it comes out. I probably will pick up the director's cut. Um, but it's just one of those things where I know I'm going to sit down. Like At some point, I'm going to sit down and watch it, but it's going to be one of those things where it's just like, all right, what am I doing for the rest of the day? Fucking nothing. All right, let's do this. Chapter <laughs> two. I'm giving the uh, the underhand tag sign, so whoever's ready to tag me in. Hot tag! Hot tag! Okay. You guys are fucking Did you old. flip your hand up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta flip the hand. To, uh... Whichever you way you flip the hand so we know you're ready to be tagged. Tag. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I know there's a right way and a wrong way. I don't know which is which. <laughs> kind of like the earring and which ear the time we do from that club. Anyway, <laughs> um, kind of piggyback off of Koran, I think... Uh, a movie should be as long as it needs to to tell a story it's trying to tell. Oh, can I, can, got... I, can I tell my one my one thing that I learned from my science teacher in high school? Hey. Okay, so uh, it, uh, you're saying a movie length should be like a lady's skirt. It should be long enough to cover the subject, but short enough to keep it interesting. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah, he was a fucking pervert. God, it was a he? Never mind. Yeah, no, it was a he. Yeah, he was a pervert, man. That's weird. Yeah, uh, it was super weird. Huh. And that was in like 2000. <laughs> so like that kind of shit was like, okay, like he didn't get in trouble or anything. It was, it was like today uh, he would have been fired and all kinds of stuff. Not sure it was okay then, but it was more well, socially acceptable. At this point, uh, he's, no, but, he's probably dead, so I don't even know. Uh if you've got three hours of movie to tell and Endgame is a perfect example. When they said Endgame was three hours, I was like, good. Ma'am, everything Endgame had to do into two hours, we would have felt cheated because you would have had to cut way too much because that movie was a sequel to Infinity War and the literal end of 10 years and 20 plus movies. Like it had a lot of story to tell. Um, without having seen it, chapter two, I don't know how much story it has to tell. I do know, I mean, the book it's based on is over a thousand pages. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff they could do. I think part of what made it chapter one so great is that they cut out so much crap from the novel uh, and focused on what worked and added some fun stuff to kind of update the story. And like, that's why I really enjoyed it chapter one. So it makes me a little worried that it's going to be three hours because it makes, me, oh God, what are they trying to put in the book? Or what are they trying to put from the book back into the movie? Like what, what are they trying to shoehorn in? And uh, Koran talked about, you know, sequel baiting an ending credit scene. I hope there's not because there's no more story after chapter two, but it's a studio movie. If they fucking... If they, they, if they turn... If they turn it into a fucking trilogy. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, it just becomes a franchise now. I mean, I can totally see... If it chapter two does well, I can absolutely see it now as well. You know, the Loser Club story has been told, but there's so much more about Pennywise we haven't explored yet. Like, I, I can see them trying to do that. I hope they don't, but it could be there. Uh, but I don't know about genre specifics like Conan was talking about. That might be something interesting to look into. But like, typically, studios, when they're trying to bank on a money, you make it shorter, not longer. Because if it's two hours, you can fit in X amount of screenings. Versus if it's three hours, that's one or two less screenings in a day to get more money out of. Like That was part of the concern about um, Avengers Endgame as well. That's really long. They're not going to be able to fit as many screenings in per day. And then any any movie over 
two hours and 15 ish minutes kind of gets into that territory of people being concerned about how many screenings can they, can they cram in? Yeah. Cause you know, you've got five minutes of commercials and then 20 minutes of trailers and then the movie. And don't uh, forget that new V arcade. Oh yeah. There's God. 20 before the commercial. Yeah. Movie. You yeah. get to get to save the penguins or whatever the fuck. But I just can't bring myself to do it. Oh, I, I've played uh, it a bunch. It's actually kind of fun. <laughs> I, I, that's the only reason I bring it up is like, I literally like I downloaded it just to, because I mean, it's either that or like talk to people. Who would do that? It's yeah. Crazy. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, like a long movie doesn't scare me necessarily. Like I, you know, I put a post up about when uh, when Endgame was coming out, and people were freaking out about the three hour runtime and talking about like you know uh, wearing adult diapers and getting a catheter. And I'm like, when did bladder control become a superpower? Because uh, it's really easy. You go when the trailers start, and then you don't drink anything the entire rest of the movie. You'll be okay. You can you can drink like the last half. True, Julian, and then yeah, whatever. You can start drinking um, your soda like the last half of the movie, like the last hour or so, because it's not going to hit sure. your bladder until then. You'd hope not. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, I do want to cover something real quick. If we're talking about movies need to be as long as they uh, have a story to tell. So can we go back and remake The Hobbit one movie? Yeah. Um, I think two movies would have done The Hobbit just fine. Uh, even with all like the expansion stuff they were trying to do. Uh, yeah, I'd be fine with that because it was supposed to be two movies. And then the studio, you know. I, I'm fine with Hobbit as three movies if we can halt production for a year and give Peter Jackson time to plan the movie. Is literally they had to start shooting and Peter Jackson had done no prep on it because it was supposed to be directed by somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, like, listen to the commentary on, uh, I think it's, um, um, they legit just talk about, yeah, we had no time to prep this movie. <laughs> That's like, uh, it just kind of happened. I know you guys aren't a fan, but the the example that always comes to mind when I think when I hear about stuff like that is Rob Zombie's Halloween oh, Two. God, what a shit show that movie is! Where he was given six weeks, it was supposed to start filming in six weeks, and the studio didn't want to move the release date. Zombie had to find actors, write a movie, and be ready to shoot on location in six weeks. Well, isn't that sort of like the Batman and Robin schedule? Like, uh, like, they, like they a little bit longer, in. but like it, it was the kind of the same idea, like not as fast, but it was still kind of like, hey, yeah. Batman Forever did really good. Like, we're already going to start. Like, as soon as Batman Forever came out, they were like, let's get working on the next one. This um, less than a year, and they were already prepping the next one. Gosh, um, that's, that's just bad. a thought. It was, it was too soon. Seen Repo, the genetic opera. Oh, yeah. It's been a while, but yeah. The I remember when seeing previews for that, and they were like from the creators of Saw three, four, and five, <laughs> and Saw five. Saw five was coming out three months after Rainbow <laughs> the Genetic Opera. Well, the good thing about the Saw franchise is, much like every other horror franchise that has had a final chapter, they just completely <laughs> ignored it. Yeah, it's never. Or they use the word final in their title in any context. Yeah, they stuck to that like a wrestler in a retirement match. Michael's first Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> no, we're not going to see that. 
Nah. No, but they, it sure as shit feels like they're building towards it, though. Yeah, well, that's because they uh, they can't help themselves to uh, tease stuff that will never happen. Yeah, I'm going to steer this sinking shit back onto whatever the topic was. Yeah, no. How we got to wrestling. Yeah, so no, here's here's the here's the great part about this is <laughs> is I did some I got to do some self diagnosis in this while doing my research for this because I sent you guys a chart. I, I, I looked at research, like I started looking up uh, the average movie runtime, like by decade, to see because I, I wanted to know like are movies getting longer on average? Or like like what does that look like? Am I just bitching about nothing because I'm like cherry picking two or three movies that are really long and you know not and I and and you kind of have to take away. Uh, best picture nominees because historically it looks like almost always um, the long most of the longest movies of the year end up being best picture nominees which is this really weird correlation that I found it's kind of crazy but I found data going back to 1930 like the 1930s it goes by decade basically and in the 1930s movie the average movie runtime was 90 minutes give or take a minute or two but approximately 90 minutes and there are we get our when we we say feature length yeah right and and there are two points in time where there are some pretty significant changes and the first one of those is 1950 to 1965 and during that time during that era the average movie runtime increased by about 20 minutes so the average runtime at that point was about 110 to 115 minutes and in that era some of the notables um are the 10 commandments which is 220 minutes lawrence of arabia which is 216 minutes the popular hypothesis at that time was that to compete with television which was you know a new kind of emerging medium that was shorter and uh you know drawing all the attention theaters uh, tried to swing the opposite way and give these big dramatic epics to draw people into theaters that a theater was like a destination show that was like this big sweeping epic that was so much more elaborate than what you see on television and and all of that so runtimes dramatically increased we still have that mentality today yeah well uh, i'm gonna get to that too uh because at that point um between 1965 and 1985 you see this dramatic not 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 as dramatic but like you see a significant change because at that point movie runtimes on average lose between 10 and 15 minutes and end up going back down to 90 to 95 minutes. And the popular theory with that is that that was when VHS was emerging and home video was becoming a thing. And in order to fit an entire movie onto a single VHS tape, you were capped at 90 to 100-ish minutes. So the popular theory was to maintain good quality and to to make it worth putting a movie on a VHS tape, you had to get it as close to about 90 minutes as possible. So you see this trend, this downshift 
to look, look at how much we're teaching people right now. I just want to pat myself. I want to give myself a Barry Horowitz. Pat I just love back. how much homework you did. I'm man, like I'm I'm fucking in it. Like proud of you, right? Um, and so well, it has to be. I'm not. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to be proud of me. It's okay. I'm giving myself the Barry Horowitz <laughs> right now, um, and that's not just where I lay down. Um, so you see this change of with this with this new new avenue VHS tapes, you know, home video movies shrink. Between 1985 and 2000, you see the trend where feature films grow back to this about the same length as the 1960s. So the average again goes back up about 15 to 18 minutes. So we're back up to about the 120 is about the average between 115 and 120 is your average uh, between 85 and 2000. And so it kind of basically like I, I I'm famous. If you know, if you talk to me about movies for more than 10 minutes, I'm going to tell you, you're, you're going to learn about my short movie attention span. And I think I finally figured out why I feel that way. And it's because I think the movies that you watch from whatever era, either like the upswing, the downswing, or the re-upswing, you know, that's what you think of as a, like a standard movie length. And for the most part, you know, a lot of movies that I watch frequently or I hold in high regard or like I, I have fond memories of watching those are in the, the 65 to 85. Like my, my movie standard time is, you know, movies that can fit on a VHS. You know, that's my, that's like, but that's my sweet spot. And, you know, 85 to 2000 and even 2000 and beyond because 2000 and beyond it, it stays about the same increases a little bit because of, you know, the, uh, the introduction of DVD and, you know, um, higher capacity home video stuff, uh, DVD sales are way up. So, you know, you, you can fit more data than a VHS tape. So you can, you know, you're not as limited. You don't have to think as much about the home video market. They eventually become super cheap to produce. Right, yeah. Like, you, you can now, you know, print discs for less than a penny a piece. Like, it's crazy. Um, I mean, now it's not even the uh, the $5 DVD bin at Walmart. It's like the three seventy five yeah. bin, which is friggin' crazy. It's like $3.74 for a DVD at Walmart. It, ridiculous. But... So now, like, that limitation or that mindset, like, you don't have to be mindful of that. So we're back to longer, more sweeping epics. Um, so I think that's part of me is, like, you know, Terminator 2 is my famous example. Like, I'm all in, super into Terminator 2 until uh, they break Sarah Connor out of jail and it's, like, the exposition truck ride. Or SUV ride or whatever the hell. Like, that's when I'm like, well, I'm out. Because now it's getting boring. And, uh, which is like an hour and a half into the movie. Because um, it's like nothing but action up until that point. Which is 
remarkable. Like it's it's actually really well done. You know that they managed to maintain that level of action for that long. But I think that's part of why I'm conditioned that way. Is that the movies that I, you know, my introduction to movies and my kind of um, viewpoint of movies is based on that era you know, the end of the downswing and before the upswing really hit in the 85 to 2000. Oh. Uh, so I, I, don't know, I was doing a little bit of self-diagnosis. I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV. So that might be wrong. <laughs> but like looking at those trends and looking at that, like it's kind of like looking at the chart, like you can plainly see the trends. Like you can plainly see like the different quote unquote eras of runtimes. Mm -hmm. And and like that's the only thing that I can really think of is like, damn, like I watched a lot of movies from that era. So that's kind of how I was conditioned. Like 90 minutes is your movie. 95 minutes is your movie. So when I see one that's like 185 minutes, I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> I think it's interesting the uh your era, the 65 to 85 mm -hmm. and dropping another, you know, 15 minutes or so. Uh, that's also when the multiplex theater became a thing. Yeah. Where you went from your theater having maybe two or three screens to like the theater in the mall with 10 or 12 or, you know, theaters we have nowadays where there's like, you know, 20 some. Right. Uh, in one theater. And now you're jockeying for how many screens can you show on and how many showings can you fit in a day where, you know, before, uh, and this is, you know, if you want to get super deep dive into it, like the regional release that used to be the norm for movies where it would hit in big markets and then slowly roll out over like a year mm -hmm. across the country into more and more markets. Like literally, you know, you'd make whatever, I'm making up numbers here. You'd make 200 prints and show them in like the big cities for all the, you know, the, the critics and everyone. And they'd hail it as, oh, this is an amazing movie. And then it starts to make money. So you print another 200 prints and start sending those out to smaller markets and smaller markets and like you know uh whatever like, you know, ben hur it might take six months to come to where you live uh but by then it's this big event like oh my gosh ben hurt finally in town we gotta go see ben hurt hey you want to hear a funny story about that yeah boys tomorrow august 1st hotel artemis opens in italy <laughs> what yeah. Okay. So just think about that for a second. Uh, it's kind of a throwback. Uh, so with, with the <laughs> that just cracked me up. More the theaters and, and like literally more screens per theater where you're now trying to cram in more runtimes, but you get movies that open nationwide. Uh, you know, the, you know, this movie opened every, I think, um, think was one of the first that did that i might be totally wrong about that um but like you know towards like the late 70s and whatnot is where you saw that become like a regular thing where movies hit same day everywhere at least in this country like everywhere in america it's in your theater right now this friday go see it um but that might have you know movies getting shorter because now you're you're competing with everything else coming out and you're competing for that screen space. Whereas before, like a big movie would just dominate, you know, the two or three screens you had for however long. Um, be interesting to see how that affects any of that. It might be some of it. Yeah, that could uh, be. Cause yeah, they, like I didn't find any, uh, like that stuff wasn't mentioned. Um, but um, yeah, that would be really interesting to see too, because yeah, that kind how, of, uh, cause it was about what, like seventies ish. Cause um when that kind of stopped? 
ish, maybe. And what stopped? Like the wasn't it like the seventies ish where like that stopped where like the regional releases kind of became yeah, less. Yeah, and less and I'm, there was there was one big movie that I can't think of what it was now. Jaws. Yeah, there you go. Jaws. Uh, it, it bucked that trend and it had a big release everywhere, which is not your typical release schedule and, and made huge money. So everyone stood up and took notice of, oh, you can do that. That works. Oh, okay. Uh, but I, just, I, I can sit here all day and talk with you about like the trends in movies and how things change. And like, I've got, you know, look at stuff like how you know, going to the movies changed when sound came in or theaters that had Technicolor and theaters that didn't and like stuff like that. Because it's still happening today. But uh, the other thing that I thought was really interesting you brought up was the when your favorite movies came out. Yeah. Like, that's your era. That's your kind of norm. Mm-hmm. I'm right with you. But I have, like, I remember dad coming home with the video, you know, with, with renting the movie for that weekend. And, like, if he came home with the two VHSs rubber banded together... That was going to be a big movie. That was like a Braveheart or a Titanic. Yeah, yeah. Or like that was going to be like, this wasn't just like whatever comedy came out that week or we know this was like, oh shit, this is on two tapes. This is going to be good. Like, you know, yeah. Like there's still some of that. Um, um, thing. To like a ninety minute to two hours being your norm, but like if you're over that, to me it signals like oh, like there's something special with this one. Like this one, it takes two VHS. No, no, no. See, for me, it's like oh my god, there's two. Uh, (laughs) Do you remember (laughs) cut some of that shit? (laughs) Just experience I had with the two VHSs and Flanagan. I don't know if you'll if your extensive knowledge will go back that far. Was (laughs) don't patronize me. Oh <laughs> shit! WrestleMania four, yes. Live. WrestleMania Trump four Tower. Was two VHSs. It yeah. was because uh, they had the the sixteen man tournament for yeah. the vacant WWF title. God, yeah, because that that was like that was actually like the WWF stuff. That was actually my first real introduction to two VHS tape things. Yeah. Um, and even that, like, I fast forward through some of the shit I didn't like. Um. So the other thing with, that with long, long run times now, like we're also used to being able to like fast forward through stuff now. Like yeah. if we're watching a lot of movie at home or if like we're binge watching a series or whatever, like we're also used to being in control. And yeah. when you go to a three hour movie, that's three hours. You're giving up control. That's just true. Like, okay. Just show me what you got. That's true. And I, I think with, with a longer runtime, like I think you, you hit the nail on the head with, um, um, like there's a certain expectation of like, oh shit, like this movie, like it chapter two. Okay. It's two hours and 45 minutes. Damn. Like it better, it better deliver. And like, it's got a lot to prove now because like, if you expect me to sit there for two hours and 45 minutes for your movie, 20 minutes for previews, 10 minutes for fucking new v arcade um <laughs> like parking dinner beforehand or that's a five hour experience like right it, it, yeah. it's like half a day like this movie better deliver and if it doesn't i'm gonna be so pissed so like there there is a there is a certain expectation when you say my movie's two hours and 45 minutes long and again like 
that specific example, that does kind of worry me a bit because I'm like, again, what I loved about chapter one is they they cut out a lot of filler and cut out, you know, because again, it's like a thousand something page book. Yeah, they trimmed the fat off it. Like, good, this is like a compared to the book, this is a sleek, fast moving, fast paced thriller. This is great. Yeah, it's Stranger Things with a clown. Yeah, yeah. Part two is going to be three hours. I'm like, oh shit what are you trying to put back in like that that makes me pump the brakes a bit with this specific movie but like a movie in general i'm kind of with Cora. i take it on a case-by-case basis like you know name a movie um I'm trying to think of something like for example like okay if it's a star wars movie like if they said okay um uh episode nine is going to be three hours long uh, to me like okay well uh, supposedly they're wrapping up the whole skywalker saga and we've got stuff you know like, okay cool like that's a movie i can see being three hours long you've got a lot of stuff to if you're trying to conclude stuff and pay things off and like okay cool you say um chapter three is going to be three hours long i go mm, yeah okay. right because again and i don't mean to keep going back to horror but like no, no, it's... that's a good example of how many times can you play the same tricks on me for three hours right uh, i mean imagine oh go ahead sorry. go ahead no 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 it's my bad go ahead um i was gonna say imagine if uh like this chris rock and sam jackson it is sam jackson that's playing his dad in the movie right let's go with it sure uh, imagine if this like new fronted Saw movie starring the two of them, if they're like, yeah, we're ready, we're ready. Two and a half hours. No. Out. Yeah. Out. 100% like movies like that, and it's kind of what John said, like, I always thought the Conjuring movies going on a little too long, because I think like the second one's two hours and yeah, they're close to two and a half. Yeah, yeah they're, I mean, they're up there. Like, the first one was good. Because it was setting the bar, but like the second one, it's like, guys, you could you 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 could trim some fat here. I mean, you, if if it came out that the new like Star Wars Episode Nine was three hours, I mean, I'd go, but I wouldn't be looking forward to it. <laughs> I mean, I would be like, I mean, yeah, and I'm, I'm the weird kid. Like, I got excited when Dad came home with the two VHS rubber banded together set. Like, you know, when they announced. Um, Return of the King was almost four hours. I was like, hell yeah. Because yeah. again, like you, you mentioned at the top of the show, like go to a movie now, like if you're going to an evening show, you're mm-hmm. talking like close to 15 bucks for a ticket. Yeah. So if you tell me, okay, it's 15 bucks, but the movie's four hours long. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm getting my money out of it. Like that's, you know, I look at it like a, like earlier, like 60 bucks. You better give me 60 bucks worth of entertainment. You know, Spider-Man for PS4 yeah. definitely gave me my money's worth on yeah. that. Yeah, especially if you caught it on the Amazon sale when it was 40 Hell yeah, man. 20 Oh, look at you go. Thanks, GameStop. Uh, I also waited like a year or so. Hashtag GameStop. Uh, but again, like, there's that factor of like, and again, it, it could be terrible. It could go on and on and be boring as hell uh, for four hours. But you gave me four hours of content for my 15 bucks. Feels a little bit better than like, hey, you gave me like the same joke for an hour and a half for fifteen bucks. Yeah, I just I get weary of movies that that have to that that, that have that much runtime. You know, that like like I don't know, and I guess it's I guess it is uh, just me, and like I. I I don't think you're the the weird kid that enjoys the two VHSs. Like, I appreciate the fact that you're an optimist with it. 
<laughs> and you're like, fucking A, two, v- two VHS tapes. It, this is going to be awesome. Like, this is going to be epic. And I'm just like, oh, for the love of God. <laughs> like, two tapes? Oh, my gosh. It's Play not, your bank minute on stance. It's all good. It's not like a record where you just flip it over. Like, you have to rewind. Oh <laughs> no, my God. at some point, your screen's going to go blank, and you're going to have to insert the second cassette. Oh, like it's you like, hope the person before you reround that bitch, or you're going to be super confused and spoil stuff. Like, remember when, uh, like, those there were a couple of those DVDs that you had to, like, it, it would you'd watch the first episode? Yeah, you'd have to flip one, it. Seven yeah. was uh, the one that always came to mind for me. Uh, the first, I think it was the first Godfather is a flipper. Like, the first DVD for it is a flipper. Uh, yeah. Um, Oddly enough, flipper, not a flipper. Um, <laughs> weird. I thought that would just be a natural oh, yeah. marketing. Now yeah, the ones I had are the like, uh, you know, flip reverse side for widescreen ones. Oh God, yeah, the wrong way. Yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and say this right now, and I I don't care if I speak on behalf of the show or not, but if you prefer full screen to widescreen, just drink a bullet. With you because you're a dumb shit, and I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to know you. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want anything to do with you. I don't like the black bars at the top of the screen. You shut your mouth. That's how it's supposed to be done. It's framed correctly. (laughs) Oh, I hate that. The bars on there, and I like. I just want to say a special settings. So I just want to say a special shout out uh, that your special place in hell is reserved for you, Walmart for. because there was a time, no, there was legitimately a time where, like, they only, like, Walmart would have companies produce full screen editions of movies to sell in Walmart stores. And I hated that more than anything in the world. I think I've told you guys the God bless Donico Ron story of uh, one year I asked for, like, four or five movies. Um, got me all of them. Every single one was full screen. Yeah, I think. Her, and I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, this is great. This is great. This is great. Blah 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 blah. I was like, thank you so Where much. Where did you get them from? <laughs> no, uh, no, I literally like that's back when Best Buy actually, you know, still sold movies. Yeah, so I just went out and I was just like, hey, and I set them down. They're like, um, we can't return this without a receipt. And I was like, don't want to return them. Want to exchange them? Mom got me all full screen. They were like, right back there, sir. <laughs> they had a section that literally said, Mom got me full screen, and you just swap it out for the one you want. Basically, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, this episode is now titled, The Day Koran Became an Orphan. Because <laughs> wow. he disowned his parents for buying him full screen garbage. It's okay. I send my parents very specific, like when they ask for a list for birthday or Christmas, I literally send them like the Amazon link or the yeah. website link to the thing I want. Yeah. Yeah. All you need to do is uh, you go to Amazon and you copy it and then you put it into a bit.ly link. So it's not like some 50,000 character thing. And you send them like bit.ly bit.ly slash whatever and it's like five five characters and then they can easily get there it's awesome amazon's no great because i can just tell them hey look at the list i made on amazon yeah yeah go to my i haven't good- messed that up for like a movie or anything like that in a couple of years for my parents because like the last one i asked for my dad or my mom was like what do you want for christmas and i just sent her the the amazon link to the uh miyazaki box set oh yeah oh, oh there yeah. we go like she was like, well, you know, that's probably going to be the majority of your Christmas. I was like, yeah, but it's either you buy it or I do, and it, it's a gift. So do you want to be my mom again or not? Buy me the fucking box set. 
<laughs> my mother-in-law is batting a thousand on that. Uh, not only did she get me the uh, Universal Monsters Blu-ray box set, um, that doesn't have the glue issue that other people's do apparently. Uh, like the very next year, as a joke, I put on. Uh, it's when they released the um, Batman '66 series and that giant box set that came with the uh, oh, Matchbox yeah. car, and you pushed a button and the box plays the theme song and all that. That's a good one. Yeah, dude. I opened it and I was just like, wait, seriously? You and she just she looks at me like, yeah, seriously. I'm like, all right, I will never doubt you again. That's a good Thanks. set too. Thanks, Sheila. That is a good set. I don't I don't I don't toy around with Sheila anymore. No. On Christmas list. No, don't. She's gonna she's gonna call my bluff, so. Yeah. Do you think she'd buy something if I sent her my Amazon list? <laughs> just uh, know, maybe if I send you mine, you can just tell her it's for Gary. I mean, I think I'll be all right, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think Gary can squeeze one Blu-ray out of that. Probably, sweet, yeah. sweet, 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 it's perfect. Sweet. It's perfect. We'll give that a try. Does Sheila <laughs> listen to, to the show? to the house for Christmas to get it though. That sets the catch. You say have to or get to? I mean, I'm already going to be taking the BG Parkway on my way back from Henderson, See? so it's not like it's going to be that far See? out of my way. See, it's perfect. So. I don't know where the hell I'm going to be, so I'll just show up. <laughs> I'm just going to show up. To talk nerdy to me, Chris. I don't even know what's going to happen. <laughs> Obi-Jaw's in-law. Obi-Jaw's in-law's house. The corner sharpening a butcher's knife, yeah. looking at all three of us when we take a picture. Yeah. Uh, really weird, though. They talk, they talk in Wookiee the entire time with no subtitles. and uh, um, That's not a problem yeah. for me. Did I tell you about the three <laughs> weeks I worked out at McDonald's when I was in high school? Good God. My buddy Sean... Uh, was the manager and he got me a job and what we would do is uh, one of us would work register one of us would work grill and uh, we would shout back things back and forth in wookie to each other so i'm prepared i don't see a downside to this at all the only thing is going to be like at some point the question is going to be brought up why is whitney in the backyard digging three graves (laughs) <laughs> no one's gonna, no one's gonna ask that question. Uh, all the aunts are gonna be out helping her dig. So yeah, that's gonna be about right. They're gonna be like, "Why is like the three of us are gonna be sitting in there like watching some dumb shit movie on TV?" And they're gonna be like, "Where's very everybody Harold else?" And and it's gonna be a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. The three of us are just be sitting there like in our, in our snuggies. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Why is everybody outside uh, in the backyard digging giant holes? Who's sharpening a straight razor? It's already sharpened. It's already ready to go. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, No, really, the uh, first time I met Sheila, I was showing where I'd be buried if I messed up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. True story. Yeah. Fun times. Oh, man. uh, Yeah, eventually we'll circle this back around to movie run times. I don't know. That was just the whole thing. So, yeah, movie run times. No, that Uh, was just like, I I just, I tried to. Too uh, long, except when they're not. Yeah. No, I tried to, uh, I tried to actually tie it in and do a little introspective looking. uh, I like that. That was really cool. I tried to tie it to myself and try and solve the answers of why is me? I don't know. Why is me? Why That's is me? a question we'll never answer. That, no, Why we'll is never you know. about movie times? So yeah. I think we tackled that pretty well. Um, but yeah, no, I this like was... I started deep diving into run times over decades, and it was just like super fascinating. So I don't know, whatever. No, no, it's. I mean, it was really good, and I really enjoyed the. Uh... I love the open-ended topics. So like, yeah, like, where there's not like a definitive like 
winner or loser for yeah. a discussion. There's no yes so, or no. Like it's just kind of like, uh, um, like all I'm definitive trying to think losers of, on this. Show, like, yeah, we're all definitive. Uh, like I'm trying to think of the movie, like my favorite movie that has the longest runtime. Like that was. Because uh, I know I, I like I, I love Jaws and Jaws has a decently long runtime. Um, I think that might be it. Like I, I don't know. I'm gonna look up the movie runtime for Jaws because I think that's probably my favorite movie with the longest runtime. And for clarification, if you want to know the best runtime for a movie, just Google a uh, Blade Two <laughs> and whatever its runtime was was the optimal time for a movie to run. It was yeah, two hours and four minutes, which now doesn't seem that long, but. If honestly, it, Jaws does not feel too over two hours long. No, it yeah, it's two hours and four minutes. I I honestly thought it was longer. I thought it was like two fifteen. I thought it was two ten at least, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, so never mind. Well, it's, it's a bad. It's Napoleon from nineteen twenty seven that has a runtime of five hours and thirty two minutes. Good God, yeah. I would cut my dick off. Hard no, there, Bob. The no. film was released in separate parts. I would leave that theater in separate parts. Because, like, I'm not a fan of, uh, like, the sweeping epics, like, Lawrence of Arabia, Ten Commandments. Like, meh. Like, whatever. Because um, there's also, like, what is it? Uh, Gone with the Wind has a long runtime, but it has an intermission. Three hours and 58 minutes, yeah. But it's got an intermission. So does, yeah, Lawrence of Arabia has an intermission. And so it's like, that's that's the other thing that I, I, I kind of noticed was, like, the art or, or the uh, the era of the intermission, uh, which was kind of interesting, but and Samurai three and a half hours. So yeah, like I I don't know, um, like movies that I would regularly watch. Like I will always when Jaws is on, like I will go out of my way to watch Jaws, and it's two hours and four minutes. But I think that's about pushing it. The thing you said about longer movies being like Oscar contenders and stuff, like. Yeah, that's kind of. I'm literally scrolling through. I'm right. Like, Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and it, it's yeah. Gone with the Wind, Once Upon a Time in America, yep. Lawrence of Arabia, Ben Hur, Seven Samurai, Godfather, Godfather Two, Schindler's mm -hmm. List, Gandhi, mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings, yeah, Green Mile, Deer Hunter, Wolf of Wall Street, Casino, Braveheart. Yeah, still, yeah, all like Oscar caliber movies. Three hours long. Right? So isn't that isn't that something? Like, that was kind of a trend that I noticed as I was like, man, like, it seems like, and I don't know if it's uh, to be, like, 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 I don't know which causes the other, you know, like, which, like. The, the thing you talked about, like, the length being, uh, uh, like, competing with TV and, and making movies longer and more mm -hmm. epic, like, yeah, that's definitely true, but, like. Again, scrolling through this list, there's stuff from like '90s, the early 2000s, yep. the late '70s. Like, so it's like it was definitely true at one point, but it seems like it it that didn't really die down. That's sorry, now I'm just thinking. Yeah. No, like it's it, it, it's it's like there there's a lot to unpack with with some of that data. Like you could spend forever and a day going through all that data and and picking apart and like noticing trends and stuff. But like, yeah, the best picture stuff jumped out at me a lot. Like, cause it was like, if you go back every year, it's, it's, it's almost every year, like the top 
five, ten movies are Best Picture nominees. Like the longest movies, like the the, the movies with the longest runtime. Like more often than not, they are Best Picture nominees. It's most like the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences wanted to promote longer movies. It's it's weird. Like it's it's like what it's one of those things that like once you see it, you can't unsee it. Because you're like, damn! Like every movie is like it's like the top ten, like the ten nominees for Best Picture are like the ten longest movies of the year. It's really weird, really weird. But um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like you can play the home game and look that up yourself. That's uh, going to be my new rabbit hole when I'm done. <laughs> numbers, yep. You're welcome. That's what the that's what we're here for. So uh, we'll put a pin in that one, and I got to end. Uh, I got to transition with a sad note. Martha? Yeah, you got to send your hate mail to Martha. Because uh, there is no new Martha this week. A uh, limey bastard. Yeah, uh, limey wench. Um, Whatever that is. Wench. Yeah, apparently that was... Uh, at you, or however British people insult people. Um, fish and Fuck chips. Martha. Um, crikey. No, that's not right. Wait, um, no, wait. You, you <laughs> sodded... Uh, uh, did I get that right? Just say, uh, just say, jizz biscuit. Um, that, I mean, they, they drop the c word constantly. Yo, oh, I'm really jealous. That. Yeah, they say quim. Yeah, they say it like an ad, like like it's a comma. Like they use it like a like like the way Tarantino uses f words. Uh, they use the c word. It's crazy. Not that c word. Uh, the bad c word. <laughs> You're not supposed to use that c word. The one Karen already said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was right, bad. It. I don't care. That was a bad one. No, I mean, it's cool. Like, we're online. It's not like the FCC is going to yell at us. We haven't gotten an FCC email to iheartstamos at gmail.com yet. Uh, which, by the way... You can send your email to us. You can hey. send your email to iheartstamos at gmail.com. Send us a funny story. Send us uh, any questions that you have. Because at some point, you know what I would really like to do is I'd like to do a... Um, like a like a Ask the Nerd special where like we get a lot of questions and then we just read out questions and we answer them like if you have a specific question for one of the hosts you can just ask the, your question and then we'll just do like a round like as we as they come up we'll just answer them i think that would be really fun and uh, if you're in prison, please send yes, us your jail mail. Jail mail. Maybe next week we'll do jail mail. I've got a jail mail that I've been hey. sitting on for a little while that's really good. Um, man, let me tell you, uh, then the reason I thought of that, like, Ask the Nerd stuff is um, for, like, the fourth or fifth time on the uh, Bruce Pritchard podcast, they did a, uh, they just did, like, a free-form Q&A, and, uh, like, they had people submit questions on Twitter, and it was like three times it was the greatest thing because you're going to get this joke and then we're going to move off of wrestling talk, I promise. Um, like the, the, it, the setup was amazing. It was like uh, like one of them, one of the questions is like, so I'm watching this June 15th, 1996 or 97 Raw and it's where uh, Rob Van Dam fights a then enhancement talent, Jeff Hardy. And... You know, so knowing the uh, the the recent, you know, and the uh, now really attention that they pay to um, underage workers, it begs the question: How big is Batista's dick? 
And it's like <laughs> three or four times, like it starts out with this one crate, like this one, like oddly specific question, and it immediately turns into how big is Batista's day? It's the the funniest thing. Oh my gosh, I was cracking up. It was damn funny. Because that's like the one question that never gets answered. Like no one will answer. Uh, but it's like in every Q and A and every like shoot interview and everything. Somehow, when you ask for fan questions, the question always like a Reddit AMA. the The question will always come up: How big is Batista's dick? For whatever uh, reason. Yeah, AMA on Squared Circle because he knows how big Batista's dick is. Yeah, yeah, that's like, like that's the um, like that's the. Yeah, like, like that, that's his reason for not. He's like, I could, but I know how big it is, so I'm not going to do it. And it cracks me up. Good. So That is good. The question is, do we become the heroes of the internet and uh, on our Twitter account just tweet at Dave Batista and ask him, hey, Dave, how big is your dick? Online debate for us. How yeah. big is your dick? Yeah, yeah. We we have a really important question. Could you settle a debate for us that has been raging in the internet wrestling community for years? How big is your dick? I, I like it. Yeah, and Dave Batista has blocked you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So yeah, there's no Martha this week. So uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, direct all of your angry comments. Reply to this uh, this post. Uh, you see, it was just another way to fill the Martha time. Um, yeah, but, and we ran, we ran real long on the movie topic. Yeah, we did, <laughs> so it's okay. Um, How's this, real quick? <clears throat> so we were talking about long movies. Yeah. Oh. What is your guess for the shortest movie ever given a theatrical wide release? I'll Ooh, give you a hint. Shit. It's from 2011. Oh, um, okay. I got it. No, I don't think it was 2011 though. I think it was before then. I was going to say the rocks walking tall, which is like 74 minutes. Well, was, but no, damn, it. um, damn it. I will guess. What, what movie? I have no idea. Okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, I, thought so, asked, I thought you asked. Uh, no, sorry, what was how long? Not uh, what what was. movie? Okay. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, okay, 2011 at an hour and three minutes. Oh wow! Winnie the Pooh. Really? Fair. Like the live action one? No, 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 not that one. Uh, oh, it's the last. This is, yeah. uh, it was. Uh, like right around then. Oh, the was much more animated recently. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought it was Not like Christopher that. Robin. Winnie the yeah, Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. I had that wrong. My bad. Well. There you go. There's no real uh, easy way to transition to what I want to do, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Um, I was going to. I have a current topic. Oh, do you, do you have a do you have a transition for our for our second topic? Yeah, that's not just okay. So our next topic is give me give me a smooth transition because I got uh, I got something for it. So we've talked about um, run times for movies and short and long run times, but we haven't talked about movies that just feel way too fucking long. Yeah, 
Jesus Christ, uh, does yeah. this movie feel like it goes on for eternity? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I have nothing else. Yeah. Did, did I do good? Was that, was that good? And, that was great. And, uh, right, cool. uh, we're going to give you the honorary Paul Blart Award for best segue. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, I, I get that reference. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is an experiment, and how long can we make this go on without inserting any plot in the movie? Whatever. Just, 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 just keep having things happen. This is the talk nerdy to me topic that should be called. I thought the Geneva Convention outlawed torture. <laughs> <laughs> because holy crap! I mean, yeah. So last week we discussed um, Jason takes a boat. Yeah, in our uh, Fix It franchise or in our Fix It series. Yep, that we're apparently doing right now. I guess. So while Julian's week, gone, we're just fucking doing whatever we want. <laughs> so this week I he pitched, was holding us uh, back before. He was no, he was yeah, he was the gatekeeper for all of our topics. Oh, okay. I, I pitched probably one of the absolute worst sequels of all time. Yeah, you ready? You um, ready? Mortal, Com- Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Go ahead. Wait for it. Oh yeah, you know that's right. This is unfair because this song is the best part of the <laughs> <laughs> opening credits, which are literally the exact opening credits from the first movie with this song. And then at the very blissful end of this movie, when the song plays again, you're like, oh, thank God, the theme song, I can be done now. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, yeah. I just want to let it go because it's just like this is this was like this was the only really good part of the movie. Oh Seriously, my god! It's, uh, it's let the nostalgia just flow through your uh, veins. Um, I'm assuming you guys both have pictures for the actual movie, much much like we've done this before. I just have like bullet points. Mm-hmm. So the if you didn't listen to last week's, the approach we're taking with this, we've done fix a franchise in the past where we sort of do like a big overview on how to like right the wrong ship of a franchise this is literally if you're a producer and you just got done watching in this case mortal kombat annihilation and then the director said okay here's our rough cut what do you think yeah what do you do to try to fix the movie from that point on and just can i just say cancel it (laughs) (laughs) number one with a bullet on my just cancel it burn it if uh if it was family theory yeah, the number one answer would be burn it. <laughs> or um, if you watched the IT crowd, it would be if it was a person, I would shoot it in the face. Face had a life. I would, if your life had a face, I would punch it. <laughs> so uh, my bullet points start, and John, I think I'm going to probably steal quite a few of yours here. Um, the Fine. first thing, the first and foremost, is uh, you shell out your money to keep all the original actors. Yeah. Didn't care about them. Um, secondly, you don't fucking kill Johnny Cage in the opening three minutes of the movie. Yep. Yeah, People who was stupid. widely who was widely considered to be one of your favorite, uh, or you know, favorite or fan lo- or fan beloved characters from the first film. Um, or you don't reuse shots. <laughs> yeah. Same fucking movie. Within minutes of How the else are we going to make this two and a half hours? Uh, uh, Sector Smoke and Cyrax uh, aren't 
featured over the course of a five-minute scene, you actually have them play a role, because, you know, we could probably fit one of them in at the end of the movie instead of, I don't know, a useless character like Mintaro. It looks like crap. And the one of my other biggest points is we ditch the animalities. Um, yeah. Those absolutely positively have to go. I mean, there's... Look like shit back in '97. Yeah, they they look bad in '97. And if you think about this, I think there was less than a year between Worship Troopers. And Which got an Oscar nomination for its amazing visual effects. Hey, how long is that movie? Worship Troopers, or yeah, yeah. how long? Worship Troopers is right at like two hours and five minutes. Mm. Um, but mm. it's just. That there's so much wrong with this movie, and you recast Sindel, even though she gave us one of the most memeable and hilarious, uh, Mother, you're alive! Yes, but you! Fuck! That- oh! Maybe cast an actress that's more than four years older than Katana? I don't know, just thought, just spitballing ideas. That's crazy uh, talk. Uh, there, there's just be fixed and i guess uh, yeah the, the, the cha- another one of the changes i would make is i would do smoke as the third android and not have it be one of the faceless and then sub-zero um because i know they included sector and cyrax in that one scene but like, if you had the three of them Together, or smoking Cyrax, we're smoking Cyrax, all three of them. Um, just there's so much wrong with this movie, and you know, you, you can almost mean Shao Kahn's two front teeth. Uh, <laughs> wow, damn, that's a hell of a gap there, guys. Mm, he pulling his punches on this one, yeah. Well, the movie's fucking terrible, but we wanted to fix terrible, terrible movies. And here's the thing. Oh, we wanted to try, anyway. Uh, I I like the guy they recast as Raiden. Like, I like him. because he's in the Yeah, he's he's, uh, in the Warriors. He's Dexter's dad. Like, he's not a bad actor. But he's not Raiden. Right. He's just not. In all honesty, if we could go back and recast the first movie, I think he would have been a better Kano than the person they casted. Ooh, yeah. What? And especially ah. if you don't kill Kano, he can replace Mentaro. Many options you have for this movie. And so many things that could have been done to not even make it good, but make it passable. It doesn't have to be good. Just like I would say the first Mortal Kombat is passable. Someone's like, combat, the best video game movie yeah. ever made. Well, because it's fun. That's the thing. Is like you leave the theater and you're like, it might not have been a great movie, but it's fun. Genius of that first movie was it took an already established plot structure. It took Enter the Dragon and put Mortal Kombat characters into it. That's why it worked. It's like it wasn't trying to be like a video game movie. It's just, oh no, this is like a, a throwback '70s kung fu movie, but with all these Mortal Kombat characters in it. And it took time to, like, here's what this... Granted, not a lot, and I'm not saying it's, like, great movie, but, like, it took time to establish character and motivation. 
so that when they finally all get to the island and the fighting starts, you know why everyone's there and what they're all fighting for. You know, basic character establishment, plot structure, very basic things. That this movie just seems to go, eh, fuck it. Yeah. I have characters, and we can just have more fights. Yeah, just have more uh, ninjutsu. One, so I took, and again, a uh, page and a half of notes. Uh, <laughs> most of them are just in the, in the college. You've been writing why, why, why. Yeah. Uh, but there were two asterisks that I actually like good things I will say about this movie. Like, but anyway, with a decent plot structure. Starts that way. It, it, it has to follow up with the cliffhanger from the end of the first movie, so they're kind of shoehorned into how it starts. We kill off a main character right away, so uh, theoretically your stakes have been raised. Oh, crap, they killed Johnny. What else, who else is going to go? Wow. Like, anyone's fair game now. Um, like, the Blues Brothers, where it's, we've got to split up and recruit more help and meet back up. That's not a bad plot structure. What they do with it is terrible, but that's not a bad structure. Uh, that's the only nice thing I'll say about this movie. It's real bad. It's just real fucking bad. No, I don't disagree with pretty much anything you said. I've got like four big things that could maybe help it. But again, and I'm with you, Like, there's no making this a good movie. There's just trying to make it a movie. <laughs> can we can we also talk about uh, how terrible Jax's robot arms look? Oh my god! It's like all of the effects in this movie look like crap. Jax's arms, I'll give credit for because you know what? They're not terrible, Maybe. super costly CGI. <laughs> I would rather have practical Jax arms that look fake than super expensive CGI Motaro body. I appreciate that they uh, they tried to keep some game lore going and had um I sub zero show up in the sequel before he, before he leaves and is never seen again. That is one of my one of my biggest complaints of this movie is the exposition and what they choose to give exposition to and what we don't. Like for example, that scene we stopped because Liu Kang looks at him and goes, didn't I kill you in the tournament? And we get the, no, no, that was my brother. Like, they stop to give you exposition of, here's why Sub-Zero is still alive. And he takes his mask off, and he's got the scar, which is how he looks in Mortal Kombat 2 or 3, three. or whatever it was out of that. Yeah, three. whatever, whatever like the new game at that Mortal point Kombat, was. Yeah. In the character, cool. Not 30 seconds later, what's up? Who was also killed in the first movie? Who gets absolutely zero explanation for how the fuck he's still alive? Yeah. Literally within the same scene. Either you explain why everyone's still alive, or you just don't deal with it at all. No, everybody's got a twin like, brother. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't have facial hair. It's weird. Right? Yeah, it's it's everybody's got a twin brother. That's the story. Like no, my so first of all, the only way to fix this is with reshoots. Trimming and cutting is going to make this better. It'll make it shorter, but it's still going to be bad. Make the pain, uh, so, pain last less. Yeah. You've got to reshoot. And the first thing I have is refocus your exposition. Um, so stuff like they keep talking about, we only have six days. We only have six days. Why? They never explain why we only have six days. Um, 
this whole thing about we have to get Sindel and and rejoin her with Katana because that way uh, the Emperor can't keep the portals from Outworld open. Um, Okay, why? Like, they never explain why Sindel is important to opening portals. They just say she is. You know, explain some of that shit. And then again, the thing I had to note about the... uh, (laughs) Again, re- refocus what you explain and what you don't explain. We don't need the explanation for why Sub-Zero is still alive if we're not going to explain how everyone else is still alive. But then yet other characters like Johnny stays dead the whole time and like Raiden dies at the end but then gets resurrected but not Johnny. Like, come on, guys. Consistency. Scorpion can show back up without... And... Well, we wanted to see him fight Sub-Zero again. So. Yeah, yeah, you have to have that rematch. Uh, my other big reshoot note is why are we still seeing generic ninja bad guys in a Mortal Kombat movie? Like, if your whole thing is if your whole thing is let's cram as many characters from the games into this as we can, there's your golden opportunity. Uh, Wouldn't it be way cooler to watch Sonya fight off like I don't pick four random characters from the game than ninja masks with swords? Um, so, like, again, have have um, Scorpion show up with Smoke to fight Katana and Liu Kang, and then they get their butts kicked, and then Sub-Zero has to come in and save them? Well, no, because um, smoke, smoke has to go over. Smoke, 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 won't dies. Do, smoke won't do the job. Like, Smoke will, will rip up the sheet, and he'll go, am I going over? No. Out. <laughs> no. I mean, uh, going back to what you said a second ago, like, Better if you had like Cabal, just one of the kind of nameless, faceless guys from Mortal Kombat. I pulled up the Mortal Kombat three roster mm-hmm. just so we can talk about like <laughs> other people to throw in the movie. That There's didn't plenty show up. of characters, yeah. Um, the the one example I gave where they did this kind of well, the scene where Raiden has the ballet flip off fight with three random reptile ninjas. Mm-hmm. Again, they're random generic ninjas, but at least they're characters I can go. Oh, hey, that's reptile. Yeah. They're trying. Um, fun, fun caveat. Uh, Raiden's stunt double, Darth Maul. Really? Park. So that was Ray Park's first on-screen credit. Wow. He's he, so when you see James Remar start doing a bunch of backflips and shit, that's Darth Maul, kids. So what we need to do is the next time we're at a convention and we see Ray Park, we need to tell him congratulations on beating the odds. <laughs> Where because you know at some point. He had to, like, his resume was literally only Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And he used that to get work. So, um, props to him. Again, this movie cuts the trailer really nicely. Because there's lots of, when when nothing has to make sense, you just want to show, like, characters and backflips and stuff. This movie cuts a great trailer. Yeah. Uh, uh, The other big thing, change Johnny's killer. Seven me would be punching 2019 me in the face for saying this, but I'm I'm okay with Johnny dying mm. because they don't they don't cash in on this. But it's the same as like uh, spoiler Wash dying in Serenity. Wait, up for grabs? Like, oh wow, they killed him. What else will they do? Right. So if you start your movie out 
was killing off, and this would have been much better, honestly, if they would have gotten the original actor back, but whatever. Uh, if, if within the first five minutes of the movie you kill off one of the major characters from the first movie, that really ups the stakes of holy crap. Now, granted, they never cash in on that, but that's kind of in the back of your mind. No, because uh, even at the end of the movie, like no one even mentions him or cares about him at all. Yo, they um, drop that quick. Like yeah. as soon as it happens, that's all Sonya is about. Yep. Is we couldn't save Johnny, and then literally the next scene, we never hear Johnny mentioned again. No, uh, and it's just because uh, Lyndon Ashby just wanted nothing to do with it. Blame him. Yeah, me neither. Five hundred dollars sunglasses, asshole. Well, you know the, the the thing is that means that he actually you know read the script. Oh yeah, and he was like, <laughs> "No, it was a script." <laughs> He's like, "Uh, no." Uh, so I'm not keep doing the shout, Johnny running at the emperor uh, head on, but have him catch him and then say something about "You're pathetic" and toss him aside, and have one of the generals that are standing right there and do fuck all. Have one of them kill Johnny so that you give Sonia some kind of motivation for the rest of this movie. Now she's on a revenge run. She's got to go get her best buddy, Jax, so she can track him down and kill the guy that killed Johnny. It's yeah. not much, but it's something. Yeah, it's more than what they had. Yeah, considering I think her line going into the final fight of the movie is, leftovers are fine with me. Yeah. That's a badass oh. line if I've ever heard one. Uh, it's it's no some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate up. <laughs> well, what, what is, though? Be. What is? Um, no, I, I, Side note. Yeah. You get totally off topic. With the blade line, uh, I watched the honest trailers, and they just did one for uh, Battle Angel Alita, where Mahershala Ali is in it. And when they did the uh, like, here's the alternate takes we didn't use when they get to the like uh, starring roles, they cut to Mahershala Ali, and the the one they cut was a motherfucker trying to ice skate uphill because <laughs> uh, he's the new blade. Ha! Okay. I'll shut up now, sir. I like it. No, I I took it. Uh, I, I took a little. Sort of the same approach uh, that I did to Friday the 13th last week is I tried to think of if you were rewriting the story and like, first of all, if someone hands this to me as like a rough cut, you're fired. Like, uh. <laughs> I'm done. Like, I, there, there's nothing I can help you with. Like, you're fired. Um, but I, I'm taking the realistic approach. I'm, I'm doing a, a little bit more realistic than I did with Friday the 13th last week. I'm accepting the fact that Lyndon Ashby won't come back. I'm accepting the fact that um, we can't get Christopher Lambert. Um, like, I'm... I've resigned myself to the fact that we have what we have. My basic story redo is... You know, the rules of Mortal Kombat, which, shockingly, there are rules of Mortal Kombat state as established in the games and in the first movie that when either Earth or Outworld win 10 tournaments in a row, they get to conquer the other realm. And they basically own it and rape, pillage, plunder, whatever. I don't I don't know. It's fuzzy. Um, with Mortal Kombat, with the original movie, that was like the 10th tournament for Outworld to win, Liu Kang wins, blocking the 10 in a row. My basic story structure is um, Outworld was just so convinced that they were going to win 10 in a row that they really didn't send their best guys. 
and that's what happened. Um, now, thanks to a loophole in the Mortal Kombat rules, which are written by somebody, we don't know who, some kind of monk somewhere, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, those monks. Um, we spent money to make a CG effect for, and then at the end of the movie, just had them be people in costumes. Yeah, just hooded figures. Um, thanks to the rules now, because they won so many in a row, they get to, they have influence over how the next tournament is run. And so they they basically are doing their best to cheat, steal. They bring in all of the 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 top bad guy characters from the games. Like they'll have you know two on one fights. They'll have whatever fights. So that way you can add in more characters to run this tournament. Basically, the entire story is Earthrealm. You can even kill Johnny Cage in the beginning. I agree. Like it's a it's a good story device, and having Lyndon Ashby not be interested, it's better. Johnny Cage is better served as that plot device rather than a character where you change actors and don't address it. So, with Earth's numbers dwindling and Outworld's numbers increasing, and they're cheating to reclaim Mortal Kombat, uh, it's found out halfway through the tournament that the asterisk that they get to use is this Mortal Kombat tournament is all or nothing. And so that gives you, that gives Earthrealm a, not only are we outgunned, we're outnumbered, we're not, be, we're not able to set the rules for this, but... Now, literally, everything rides on the two or three people that are left. And that sets up your dramatic finale. And whoever gave me that work prints fired. Like keeping the tournament, because again, that's what Mortal Kombat's all about. Yeah. Like that plot structure works so well for the first movie. I don't know why you would just toss it out the window for the second movie. Um, the the idea of as in doubling down on your main three characters, you can use. If you're not going to do anything to develop your characters in this movie, you can at least piggyback off the last movie. Yeah. So. So yeah, that's that's literally the best I could do to scrape together some sort of sensical plot for this garbage fest. Um, have, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to make a joke to try and make it passable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to try and passable. turn this chicken shit into chicken feed instead of chicken salad. Because you, you're not going to get it to chicken salad. Like, let's be honest. Uh, my, my last reshoot bit. And you remember how I, I told you that the uh, the robots were going to be uh, central to my, my plot redo? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, go ahead. So we talked about, again, changing Johnny's killer so that so he has some kind of motivation. And you even brought it up yourself, that scene at the end where it comes down to our four main characters and then the four bad people, and literally Sonya's like, I'm cool with leftovers. There's just no reason for her to care about what's going on in this fight. Like, that's terrible. Never, ever have a fight happen just for the sake of we want to see a fight. Like, you always want to know <clears throat> who's on each end of the fight, what are they fighting about, what are they fighting for. That's what makes a memorable fight scene, not just cool choreography. 
So set up rivalries for your main characters and the people they end up fighting at the end of the movie. Fantastically, when we build up to that uh, Liu Kang versus uh, Shang Sun match, like we spent you know ninety minutes building up to that fight, and then the Mortal Kombat theme kicks in, and and Liu does the cool like uh, not Hadouken that Street Fighter, but the whatever like fireball. Yeah, that was awesome. Like the dragon fireball thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was awesome. Did I ever tell you my uh, Mortal Kombat theater story? Pissed me off to no end. Uh, Liu Kang and the Emperor don't share a scene together the no. entire movie, except no. the beginning. They don't. So their epic fight at the end is not quite so epic. It's pointless. Uh, yeah, so do something to you know to build up the rivalry between those two specifically. Uh, Kitana fighting her mom is the closest we get to really anything that means anything for like stakes for the fighters. She's trying to save her mom. She doesn't really want to fight her. Okay, fine. You can keep that. Um, Sonya fighting whoever kills Johnny. Jax. Bless them. They tried to shoot Horn this whole, like, he doesn't believe in himself. That's why he got cybernetic arms. And they, they did the whole, their, their enhancements. They didn't replace his arms. He's just wearing, like, a weird exosuit, like an Iron Man arm kind of thing. Okay, fine. Um, you're having him have him fight the third robot we haven't seen yet. We see Smoke, we see Cyrax, we never see Sector in this movie. So throw in, again, it's a palette swap costume, it won't cost you anything. Have him fight Sector, because now he's fighting a guy who is a complete cyborg. Have him lose his arms, uh, the, the, the arm suit things, probably through the fight like he does, and have him have to beat Sector, you know, all natural or whatever. Uh, Ooh, at least weird. Yeah. Sexy. He doesn't. He doesn't need to be augmented. He's good enough as is. Again, it's not much of a storyline, but it's something, and it pays off. Have him fighting a character that's kind of like a, a, a funhouse bad guy mirror image of himself, of like, of you know, about oh man, I should have got legs too. Like, knock this shit off, or you're going to be a full on you know cyborg dreadlock ninja guy. Yeah, hey, not much, but something. That uh, that storytelling works for Marvel. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't work for Mortal Friggin' Combat. And it's still going to be a terrible movie, but... Yeah, uh, well, I mean, yeah, you can't make it good. But well, at least be a I, I feel like the three we've talked about, this is far and away the worst of the three. Yeah. Like, far and away. Three fucking mile. Yeah, it's different with the. It's uh, bad. I mean, it's yeah. It's it's just like it's everything about it is bad. Like the concept on up. Like I guess they were trying to make seem things seem bigger, and I'm sure there are plenty of, of studio notes about hey, put in more characters. I'm sure for Mortal Kombat three was what like close to thirty fighters. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see they wanted to include, and we 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 even get references to characters we never see, uh, like Striker and Cabal. Like I see them trying to cram characters in, and it's and that Nightwolf is his name. Yeah, for for like one scene just to show the animality, and then he walks off. Like you know, you don't think, hey, maybe we should try and take this highly skilled. Native American who, you know, 
himself into an animal to this big yeah. battle with us. No, he he goes to recruit Nightwolf and he leaves with Jade because Nightwolf like could they get the actor for more than an afternoon? Like, what the fuck happened? No, he read the script too. <laughs> it was like no, no. I'll give he you a day. His scene is like, oh yeah, no, I gotta go. Sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. I gotta, I gotta bounce. Bye. Uh, that's what that. Because I was like, I don't remember Nightwolf being in this. Wow. And then I was like, oh yeah, that's why. Because he really wasn't. Because <laughs> for years, this was the movie I went back to when people would bitch about um, the X Men movies. Like, why isn't Gambit in there? Why isn't Nightcrawler there? Why isn't you know insert X Men name here? And I'm like. Look, I'd rather have them never use a character uh, than shoehorn them in for one random scene, Mortal Kombat Annihilation style. Like, as you know, because yeah. I, was, I was like, I'd rather see them bring the character in when they have something to do with that character to like you know, flesh them out and give them something to contribute to the plot than just like throw them in for a cameo. And then we get to X Men Three, which does that. But yeah, for years this was my my go to example of. Hey, maybe we don't shoehorn every character we can into one movie just because we can. Yep, probably still is now that I think about it. Yeah. Well, it would also be one thing if that character that they used was like a worthwhile fan favorite character instead of just like a random C tier character. Yeah. Because who's favorite character's Nightwolf? Would have been interesting. Maybe I don't know. He's not a palette swap ninja, so yeah. or a palette swap female ninja or a palette swap <laughs> cyborg ninja. So he's got that going for him. In closing, I think we're all gonna say fuck you, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, like I'm sorry I made you guys waste like ninety five minutes of your time. I can't a, believe it was only an hour and 35 it's minutes. It's okay. I paid attention all 90, 93 minutes. <laughs> it had a runtime that was in my wheelhouse. I was okay with it. Did you all see the rating it has on uh, Rotten Tomatoes? I hope it's like... Uh, it's the Metacritic one, I think, is like 11. <laughs> it's a 2. If it's oh higher than God. zero, it's too high. Yeah, it's, it's, it's two. Yeah, it's too too high. That's, that's like that. I feel like that Doctor Cox joke when uh, Elliot goes into the bathroom and she sees that they rated her butt an eight at, or an eight. She's like, <laughs> "Yes, it's an eight. And she's like, "She brings it up to it, not Doctor Cox, but Doctor Kelso." And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, that's out of a hundred. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like. Friday the 13th Part 8 was at least, like, fun at times. This movie was, like, torture. It I, I did it this fun. a few years ago. This isn't one of those things you can even put on with, like, a group and just, like, make fun of it. It's just like, oh, this is happening. Yeah, like, it's not good. Like, it's not, it's not like one of those, like, so bad it's good because it takes itself super seriously and it thinks that it's like this awesome badass like ninja movie and it's not. Can we blame Paul W.S. Anderson for this? 
Unfortunately, not. Damn he it! Off making any here's the thing. Uh, he he passed up to go make another movie, and at first I was going to make a joke of, oh, what Steven Pilot crap did he make instead? Event Horizon. But, yeah, he went to go make Event Horizon, so I can't make. Wow. That. All right. Then. He, he left the best movie of his career. So uh, yeah. Never mind. Well, on this on this th- this particular day, the day that he made that decision, that was the smartest. That was the day where he was the smartest he was ever, like of all time. Yeah, because that oh, was no, he's, the he's got to be smart-ish to keep getting work. Yeah, well. I guess. Mm. In movies, and we all go to job. Somehow those uh, uh, Resident Evil movies kept making money. Yeah. I mean, I think that's we, the Chinese market, like legitimately. Yeah, we weeded out Uwe Boll, so, but somehow <laughs> Paul W. S. Anderson remains. Like True. he makes terrible movies, but he's he's see, I can't totally hate him because he get. I still love the original Mortal Kombat. Right. Our love for Event Horizon is well documented. Uh, he gave um, Kurt Russell work when he was hard up for it in Soldier, which I still think is a fun action movie. I won't say good, but it's a fun action movie. Wait, I IMDb something real quick. Okay, either I'm either I'm shockingly racist or oh wow, I think Nightwolf is in that movie too. Um, you've this whole thing has given me an idea for a new topic that I don't think has ever been done before. Oh, do you want to leave them hanging, or do you want to tell the listeners now? I'll give you the uh, the title. Which will give away everything, but uh, the title of this new topic that I think would be great for us to do is How Do They Keep Getting Work? <laughs> Dibs on Tracy Smothers. <laughs> I don't know who that is, so it's all He's you. a wrestler that sucks. Okay. I've met right. him, he's an idiot. Um, I like that. It's true. Um, we're done trying to fix terrible movies we can yeah like we, we, <laughs> we pick yeah we pick uh we pick people whether they're actors crew uh celebrities um wrestle like whatever and we just ask the question how do they keep getting work i, I like this that. this is a great idea i'm i'm giving myself another barry horowitz over here also, I'm terribly racist. That is not... Uh, wow! That's right. It's Jason Scott Lee, who played Bruce Lee in Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Right. It is not the guy who played Nightwolf, my bad. Who's the guy that played in WMAC Masters? Probably half this movie? Uh, yeah, because uh, like half the people in the original Mortal Kombat were on WMAC Masters, and that show was Our- awesome. <laughs> There are two honest-to-God American gladiators in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, that's awesome. That's the least surprising thing you could have told me. Jax, Jax and Motaro. Gemini or GTFO. <laughs> I don't know their gladiator names, but the no. guys who played those two actors were on American Gladiators. Man. With, uh, hopefully it was the original version with Larry Zonka and uh, Mike Adamley. Uh, I don't think there was another version at that point. Good. All right. You all ready to put this baby to bed? Love it. Let's kill Uh, it. Well, ask ask that question again. Ready to put this baby to bed? Fish him. (laughs) Ibality. Friendship.
Uh, well, no, there's none of that here. And not after we had to watch that movie. <laughs> uh, there is no more friendship. It's just a... It's just that. This is we're out of time. Uh, so... We'll say the same thing uh, to everybody, except for Koran, for making us watch that movie. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, do you want to tease the movie that we're doing next week, or do you want to just leave it? Uh, no, let's make them... Let's make them tune in. Let's we'll make them wait. We'll, All right. We'll do the, yeah, we'll do the Twitter. Uh, Sometimes the third time's not the charm. Yeah, there you go. Okay. That's your hint. That's your big market hey, tease. Right, yeah. That's your big market tease. And then what we're going to do is uh, we may open it up to uh, uh, some fans. Couple suggestions. Suggestions. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We Not might really, have to get through something or, else first, though. I don't know. Uh, that classic, like, meme that from the Talk Nerdy to Me uh Twitter page. It just said, hey, good morning to everyone except Koran, who made us watch this film. Yep. 